Ezekiel 46, and I'm going to read just a couple verses for time's sake, but I encourage you, especially if you want to be confused, go ahead and read the whole chapter. Uh, you know, I, I believe you, you read it all. Sometimes you read things and you're, it's just not real clear. And Ezekiel is talking about some events that are yet to occur. And uh, now, as a pastor, here's what I'd tell you. Because you've got a lot of different people telling you different ways to read the Bible, interpret the Bible. But here's what I'd tell you as a pastor. When in doubt, just take it literally. Take it just like it says. Because you get in a lot of trouble when you try to start spiritualizing everything. Because where do you stop? Where, do you, you know, where, does, where does the line end? Now, there are levels of meaning and there are things that God will draw out for you at a certain time, and He'll begin to speak to you, and something will pop out, and you'll begin to see something. And I I know different people in here can tell you they've experienced the power of the living Word of God as they begin to read it. But, uh, you know, take the Bible literally. When Jesus said He was a door, I take it literal. Now, you know what? You know what's funny? A lot of people... Well, well, I, I remember uh, someone, you know, come to me and says, "Ah, oh, you, you just take all the Bible literal." Well, what about Jesus as a door? He is, and he's the only one you're going to go through to get to God. Now, I say literal doesn't mean I have to mean that Jesus looks like a door with a knob on him and he's made out of wood and he's flat. No, but that's not literal. That I'm taking him exactly at what he said. I understand when he said that, that he wasn't trying to give me something I couldn't understand. He was trying to give me something concrete that I could understand. I knew what a door was, and he said, hey, I'm the door. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So, when in doubt, just go ahead and take it literal. Take it for what it says, and then as God begins to speak to you, sometimes revelation will come, and things will come. We have a teacher, the Holy Spirit. That, that is inside of us. If you are a born-again believer, He's promised us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, you have that gift inside of you. I pray that you'll get the infilling of the Holy Spirit, that you'll get the power and unction of the Holy Spirit. But He is there, let me tell you. Jesus promised it. He said that He would not leave us comfortless. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you didn't get it later. You didn't get it before. You got it when you got saved. If any man hath not, hath not the Spirit of Christ, then he is none of his. You got it. Amen? Praise the Lord. So you have a teacher. That will lead you and guide you in all truth. But I praise God that He speaks to others and uses others to, to be able to help us when we're struggling or don't understand something. But boy, I'll tell you what, when I read Ezekiel, the 46th chapter, this little passage right here, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. It, it's, it's great. But I'm not going to be the same. I want to I try something here. I don't know if it will work at all. But I thought it was kind of fun. I don't know if you've ever heard anyone ever say, I'll, I'll leave here different than I came in Jesus' name. Have you ever heard someone say that to you? Heard that before, you know. I'll leave here different than I came in Jesus' name. Say it with me. I'll leave here different than I came in Jesus' name. Yeah. And you can even get a little head swagger right there, you know, just, yeah. You know, that, right? I will leave here different than I came in Jesus' name. So let's just try something. 
might even do it a few times, get your participation. I'm going to say I'll leave here, and I want you to say, different than I came, and then I'll finish it off in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's just try it. I'll leave here. In Jesus' name. I'll leave here. In Jesus' name. I'll leave here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Begin to speak that right now because God has a word for you right now. And I want you to get in your spirit. I'll leave here. In Jesus' name. Alright. Well, here it is. The 46th chapter of Ezekiel, verses 8 and 9, and then also verse 13. It says, And when the prince shall enter, he shall go in by the way of the porch of that gate, and he shall go forth by the way thereof. But when the people of the land shall come before the Lord in the solemn feast, he that entereth by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate, and he that enters by the way of the south gate will go by the way of the north gate. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in, but shall go forth over against it. Verse 13. Thou shalt daily prepare a burnt offering unto the Lord of a lamb of the first year without blemish. Thou shalt prepare it every morning. Let's pray. Father God, I just pray over Your Word. You said, so shall my word be which goeth forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto I send it. And I pray right now, Lord God, that Your Word would go forth into this sanctuary. Not my Word, but Your Word, Lord God, would penetrate the hearts and lives of men and women today. Uh, Lord, I just pray for the anointing that destroys the yoke. I pray right now, Lord God, for the burdens that are heavy in this house, that they would be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, that salvation would be free in this house today. That, Lord God, we would find salvation in this house in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that we will leave out of this house in a different way than we came in it. I just thank You, Lord God, that we're not going to be the same in Jesus' name. Just give you glory. Amen. Amen. I don't want to keep you very long, but I'll just tell you right now, boy, I think I could preach all afternoon. I feel the Spirit of God in this house, and He is moving in this place. Uh, and so, I'm just here to tell you, uh, I've already made up my mind that I'll not leave. I'll leave here. How? In Jesus' name. Yeah, see, we already got some, got it? I'll leave different. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know what? I know that God wants to transform your life. He want, he, maybe He's already made you a new creature. Maybe you've come to Jesus Christ. You've accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. And you've come in. Uh, and, and you know what? God has changed your life. But He also wants to sanctify you. He wants to cause you to grow from glory to glory to glory. He wants to push you into new levels. He wants to take you higher than He's ever taken you before. He's not interested in some stagnant relationship, but He's in love with you. He's madly in love with you. He thinks about you a whole lot more than you've been thinking about Him. Let me promise you that, because your God is always watching over you. He never sleeps nor slumbers, what the Word of God says. He's always looking out for you. He says He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. 
That's what he says. Yeah. He's a God who's always with us. And in this passage of Ezekiel, is kind of interesting because Ezekiel's seeing the temple. He's getting the measurements. Giving all, he's, it's a vision of what's to come. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know all that's going on. I, I, I believe it's, it's referring to the millennial reign and Christ Jesus. I'll just, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is the prince that is being talked about here. And there's lots of scriptural reason that I could give to you. Solomon was referred to as the prince. The other kings were the kings, but they weren't called the prince. But in Isaiah, he actually says that unto you this day is born a child, a savior, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He's called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I believe Jesus is going to lead us in worship. I believe Jesus is the one going to enter through that gate. And he's got, that eastern gate's going to open up. As a matter of fact, uh, they believed it so much, I don't remember the guy's name in history, but they actually, uh, it was uh, as Muslim rule, and they believed that Jesus was coming back, and they were so worried about it, they actually had the eastern gate sealed off. They put, they put, uh, they had this superstition that Jesus couldn't walk through the tombs, and so they literally built a graveyard in front of it, because they said, we're gonna keep Jesus out of here. Well, let me give you news. Satan couldn't keep Jesus out of the grave, and Satan's not gonna keep him from a graveyard. Jesus will walk right through it. There isn't any gate gonna hold him down, and I'll just tell you, as soon as he walks through that graveyard, it's gonna come to life. Because there's not going to be anything dead anymore because the Messiah has come. Jesus Christ has come. And anything living in His presence is going to come to life. Amen? I'll tell you what. There's no grave going to stop Him. He, he did what He... You know, the Levitical priest, the Levitical priests weren't about to touch no leper. They weren't about to touch anybody clean. But my God, my high priest, my Jesus, He didn't have any problem walking up and cleansing the leper. He touched them right on the forehead. He touched them right... He wasn't going to get leprosy. He wanted to give them a little bit of something that he had. And he was going to change their light. Man, I mean, he just put their legs together. It didn't matter if they'd been lame from birth. He was going to allow them to walk. And so my Jesus brings life into every situation. What kind of situation do you need change today? Because you've come into this house, and I'll tell you, I, I, I'm going to leave in Jesus' name. I've already made up my mind. I'm walking out of this house, and I'm going to leave different. He already made me a new creature, but I'll tell you what, i got stuff in my life that I'm thinking, boy, I, I'll just soon sh- uh, take those shackles off. I just soon walk a little lighter today. I just assume that Satan not have any authority over my family, over my marriage, over my, over my uh, church, or over anything I do. I, I just call right now on the name of Jesus Christ. He, he's the one I trust in. He's the one I'm going to follow. I'm telling you, I'll leave. In Jesus' name. Isn't that fun? That's kind of fun. I'll leave. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Why would God care how you came in the church and how you left? Can I just ask you that about Ezekiel? Now, I'm not, not trying to give you any deep, deep thing about what Ezekiel's vision is. I just think it's interesting that he says, if you come in the south door, you're going to leave in the north. You come in the north door, you're going to leave in the south. But you will not go back out the way you came. Isn't that amazing? Now Jesus Christ enters in through the east, and as a matter of fact, the gates were shut until Jesus Christ came. The prince comes in, and those gates are open. 
And he's going he's gonna to be the one bringing the sacrifice. Those gates open up, and everybody comes to worship because they're coming to worship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the, the Prince of Peace. They're coming to, to, to worship with Jesus Christ. But he, comes, he shows up, and they're ready to have church. Isn't that amazing? But when Jesus leaves, you know, in Him is light, and there is no, no darkness at all, no shadow of turning. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Jesus can't go out different than He came because you can't get different than Jesus Christ. You cannot be any different than God. He's not going to be different when He walks through those gates. He is God Almighty. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John, the first chapter, verses 1-3. through I'm telling you what, Jesus is going to walk through those gates, but He's going to go out different than He came, but we're going to walk through those gates, and guess what? I'll leave in Jesus' name. But I don't have to wait till the millennial reign. I'm ready right now. I'm ready to worship Him. I'm ready to enter into worship and know that in Jesus' name that the Prince leads the way. Get that in your spirit. The Prince leads the way. The moment that Jesus is no longer in this building, the moment the, the Holy Spirit is no longer filling this place with His presence, His salvation, His anointing, His healing, the moment He's gone, let me just tell you, we can meet here every Sunday, but you aren't going to really have church. You won't have anything that's really life-giving. We could put on a show, we could do all kinds of great things, but I'm telling you, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it, except Christ Jesus come into this house, except Christ Jesus fill this place, this tabernacle with His Holy Spirit, unless He fills this tabernacle with His Holy Spirit. We are just doing it in vain because it's only by Christ Jesus as we submit to Him. It's the Prince that leads the way. That's my first point. It's the Prince that leads the way. Do you want to have change in your life? You want to have change in your marriage? You know the funniest thing about it? I think this is kind of one-on-one when you go to counsel someone because I don't know too many people and I'll just be honest with you, it's even in my own life, is when you have troubles in your marriage, one of the, one of the key things, one of the key ingredients in that whole process is, is you typically look just like Adam and Eve did to each other and say it was their fault. My, you know, and, and you're pointing fingers at each other when it's really nothing. Again, matter of fact, you're just one. You're just pointing fingers at yourself because God's already made you one. God's already put you together. But do you know what's so interesting about it? That as we begin to let the prince lead the way, not in our spouse's life, in our life. My wife and I had a little argument. We were, you know, one of those, you know, well, I'm not going to say much. You know, I'm just going to, avoiding, you know, some of y'all do that, some of you don't. Avoiding arguments, you know. He's not going to shut off. You know, one time, we were going through something. And all I could see was what my wife was doing wrong. And then all of a sudden, God just spoke in my heart. When's the last time you prayed over your wife? Hmm. Hmm. Prayed over her. You know, it's really, really difficult to be mad at someone 
when you sincerely begin to pray over them and lift them up and begin to get a glimpse of how God sees them instead of how you see them? It's really hard. Try it. It's really difficult. Matter of fact, I know some of you are thinking right now, but I don't want to. (laughs) Amen? Have you been there? Anybody ever been there in your marriage? You just said, I know what the right thing is, but I don't want to do it. Now, I will tell you, I will have to bring out the nursery and let you watch them. We ought to film the nursery sometime and show them playing because we all know that they're little kids and they have to be trained right. But do you know sometimes we still take our toys and go off to our own room and we don't want anybody to play with us and we're gonna, we still do some of the same, same things. Only problem is, is we got bigger toys and we got more sophisticated things we play with. But you know that's really how it still happens. Oh, I know marriage isn't easy, and I know different relationships. It doesn't have to be marriage. Other relationships and friends and things like that. This applies in any relationship that you have. You know, the truth is, is sometimes when we really look back and we we begin to to ask God to, to, to change me, I can't make you leave out of here different than you came. But I can me. I know Christ is in this house. To change us. Why? Because the prince leads the way. And I'll leave. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I'll leave. Different than I can. In Jesus' name. I will. A couple more things. Actually, we go out one way, but we come in another was the other thing I wanted to mention. But then, the final thing is verse 13. I just couldn't leave it out. Just couldn't leave it out. Because it's so essential to this passage. And I, man, I'll tell you what, we, I could go into so many different things. There was so, I was actually pretty amazed as I began to read a very cryptic passage. You know, I mean, I don't know, maybe some of you were like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I just totally understood it. Well, I have a Master's of Arts in Theological Studies, and I don't get 46. So I'm, I mean, I'm not bragging, I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, I'm still waiting on the Holy Spirit to teach me some of that stuff. I don't know what it all means. But as I began to dive into that passage and study it out, and man, I'll I'll tell you, just more and more came. More and more just began to kind of flood out. And I don't even know that it's for you today because I don't feel like I'm supposed to talk about it all. But boy, it was sure for me. It was definitely a great revelation, man. I had a good, good preaching too. God was just speaking to me. It was good stuff. But I just began to read some of that stuff and he began to enlighten my mind and and show me some great things. But the last thing I thought was incredible is verse 13. That as we go to worship every day, see, Jesus Christ is going to bring these sacrifices in, but we're not going to be sacrificing in the worship. That's not how the Levitical order happened. Matter of fact, the king was not allowed to do the sacrifices. In this case, the king of kings, the prince is also the high priest, and he's standing there with the priesthood where the kings would not stand because they weren't even allowed. It got Saul in big trouble when he was sacrificing, uh, making sacrifice. But get this, this prince is a little different. But guess what it says in verse 13? There's some offerings that we bring as we go to worship. You know what it says? Every day, you'll bring a lamb. They'll bring a lamb. Hmm. I want you to think about it for just a second. Jesus Christ is leading the way into the Holy of Holies, into the temple. We're coming in one way, 
We're leaving out a different way. We're leaving out change. And our daily sacrifice to the Lord is a lamb. Now, I don't know with Israel and this event how that's all going to unfold. I believe it's physically happening. I don't know how it all takes place. But what I can tell you is today that when you and I get up in the morning, it says every morning, by the way. It didn't say every night. Every morning, you got an offering to bring to the Lord. And it's a lamb. A lamb that was slain. You don't kill the lamb, but you submit to it. Amen? Every morning, you wake up. Paul said, I die daily. I'm going to give my life again to the lamb that was slain. We're not necessarily talking about salvation, but I'll just go there. You were saved. The Bible says you were saved. Past tense. The Bible also says you are being saved. And the Bible also says you will be saved. Those things aren't contradictory. Jesus Christ saved me on a cross 2,000 years ago, and as Hebrews says, He's never going back to that cross again. He's not making His way back there again. But I know that as I walk this journey, you know, I'm reminded of that old hymn, as I journey through this pilgrim land. Oh, there's a friend who walks with me. Leads me safely through the promised land. Yeah. Oh. The God of Calvary. I don't know if I'm getting all the words right, but man, I'll tell you what, that song just popped in my mind. I'm not alone. And every day I surrender to the Lamb. I bring a sacrifice. Romans 12.1. Paul tells us that we are, to bring it, we, are, we are to give ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing to God. But this is our reasonable service, or uh, one, one version says our reasonable act of worship. Sacrifices were a part of worship. So when we bring a lamb, we bring it every day. Church, can I tell you, if you haven't brought a lamb to worship, you're missing out. Every day, I want, to, I want to die daily. I want to surrender to the King again today. I want to leave out of here. In Jesus' name. Would you stand? Father God, I just pray right now over myself and over this congregation. I pray for a fresh new anointing, a fresh revival in our spirits. I pray, Lord God, that Daily, not just Sunday morning worship, but daily, we bring a sacrifice to the Lord. What would we bring, Lord God, our own salvation, 
that today is the day of salvation, that today I submit to the Lamb, that today I'm going to walk in one way to worship, but I'm going to leave a different way. I'm going to leave out of there changed by the power of Almighty God. I'm going to have been in worship in the presence of the King of Kings. I'm going to worship in the presence of Almighty God. I'm going to worship with the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. And I'm going to worship with the Lion of the tribe of Judah. You lead the way. Father, You lead the way. Begin to speak to hearts and lives right now. Father, I've delivered the Word the best I know how and with the the best I can do with the power of Your Holy Spirit. But Lord, it's the Holy Holy Spirit that does the, the drawing and the wooing. And so right now, Lord God, I'm just calling on Your Holy Spirit to begin to speak to hearts and lives. Lord, not to get into some religious organization, but get into a relationship. A relationship with the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. The one who has loved us before we were ever known. Before we were ever born. Yet you loved us and gave yourself for us. I pray for salvation anew. Even in the hearts and lives of those that have walked with you for many years. I just pray that today they'd be bringing a lamb uh, before the worship. And it would be the lamb, Jesus Christ. uh, That they would be saying all anew in their heart and life. God, I surrender again to you at the foot of the cross. I surrender all that I am and all that I have. I give everything over to you. I surrender again to you today. I worship you in spirit and in truth. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Every head bowed and eye closed. I just just believe that God wants to heal. We've seen miracles. We have seen miracles. I believe God wants to save. Maybe you're in this place and Maybe you just maybe you've come to the Lord, but maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you're not living for him anymore. I don't know. Maybe you've just kind of gotten in the routine of church and you just forgot to bring your lamb. You forgot to bring the lamb to worship. If you're in this house and you want to say, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ, would you just lift your hand? I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Now I want to say this. If you're in this house and you need healing in your body or you have a loved one that needs saved and you've been praying for them or you have a financial issue. Maybe you got something that just is causing you to not have peace in your spirit. If any of those things apply to you, would you just lift up your hand? See those hands. Anyone else? Anyone else? You know that you, something's going on and it's just been bothering you or you've been praying about it and you need a touch from God. Would you just lift your hand?
Anybody else? I see those hands. Now, I'm not going to trick you or try and um, do anything to, to manipulate you, but I just want to give you, just, I'm telling you, you can walk out of here with freedom. I know we're, we're, we're just a few minutes before, before 12 o'clock, but here, here we are. If you raised your hand, and even if you didn't, maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know that that fits you, would you please, just, just for a moment, would you come down to these altars and just begin to give it to, to Christ Jesus? There'll be others that, that are coming, but would you just, let's just, just, just release it to God. Let's just, the Prince has come into this house, amen? The Prince led the way to worship to this morning. If you've got something going on, nobody's going to judge you, nobody's going to worry, but if you've got something going on, I'm telling you, don't leave out of this place different than you came. Amen? Don't leave out of this place different than you came. I believe God is here to heal, to, to save, to deliver. Whatever you have need of, please come.